At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Denver City Cast with Holden Kushner, presented by Bet Rivers. It is the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. It is Holden with VSIN, and you can catch me on the mothership again today, four to five mountain time. I'll be giving my MLB picks. We'll get into some NFL futures as well. And I got some NFL futures today, too. I, I want to talk about the NFL passing leader for 2022 i don't think russell wilson is in the mix there we have too good of a running game too good of a defense here but we'll get into that uh nuggets pack 12 russell wilson report i got to start the russell wilson report it has to do with a pimple i'm not even kidding you and then we've got uh the rockies looking to get some wins and i also have some more previews in major league baseball so a lot to do here on the show let's get right into it start with the nuggets because jamal murray yeah, he was playing some hoops in the summer league with the youngsters, Christian Brown and others for the Nuggets. And Malone said he was mobile, agile, hostile, versatile. He looked comfortable. He looked confident. And that's the most important thing for me. Uh, remember, Jamal Murray tore his ACL in April of 2021. So we are many months later. And hopefully this means that he's trusting that knee. Uh, some Nuggets futures before I get into a couple of more notes there. They are 20 to 1 to win it all. 20 to 1. Uh, they're tied with Dallas, Memphis, and Boston is the favorite at 5 to 1. Michael Malone, he's saying nice things about Jamal Murray. If this team can win the West, he's 25 to 1 to win the coach of the year. And I think that can happen. Now, I was reading the Ringer, and it's interesting that someone said that. And, and it's really going to come down to Murray and Porter Jr. I think everybody knows that, right? Here's what the Ringer had to say about the Nuggets. It says, it seems clear. Job one for Calvin Booth 
was to add size, athleticism, versatility, and defensive acumen on the perimeter. Okay, before I go on in this, in this story, that's exactly what they did. KCP, Brown, I mean, there's just been a couple of terrific under, I feel like they're under the radar moves and moves that, to be frank with you, a lot of Nuggets fans don't like, and I don't understand it. Uh, the, the the column goes on. Losing the sure-handed Morris and Barton hurts, but if Murray and MPJ are healthy and if Bones Highland's ready to step into a larger role, Denver shouldn't lack for shot creation or playmaking. True. 100% here. Um, you know, Barton was a scorer. He was obviously very mercurial. Morris was solid, okay? But I look for Bones to take a leap in year number two. I look for Murray to be healthy. Porter Jr., again, big issues here. And I think that's going to be the big issue with this team going forward. Now, uh, finally, in this Ringer article, if Caldwell, Pope, and Brown can provide a boost in the postseason defensive matchups, commensurate with what Jokic, Murray, and Porter Jr. offer on the other end, the Nuggets could be awfully scary and right back in the thick of the championship chase. Yeah, no duh. Let me tell you something. If Murray and Porter Jr., like, are healthy for 70 games and play, you know, at hundred percent capacity for 70 games, then this team is going to be a championship contender and they could contend to win the West. I think it's that simple, you know, especially with KCP and Brown Booth saw what happened against the Warriors. They couldn't defend Booth has seen what's happened uh, for the, for years. Now they can't defend the perimeter. They couldn't defend the perimeter against the Warriors and they're going to try and get going on the right foot now. And I think again, Terrific moves, 20 to one to win it all. Am I going to bet it? No, no. Michael Malone to win coach of the year. Am I going to bet it? No. In the one big reason more than anything else, this get, you got to prove it here. You got to prove it to me. Michael Porter Jr. You know, Jamal Murray, if he's out, obviously they're screwed. Michael Porter Jr. I mean, Brown can only play that role for so long. He's undersized, big defender, but only for so long. And then the other thing is Porter Jr. defensively, not that great. So that's something else you have to consider with him. I'm just not looking forward to this extension kicking in and, and him having to stick around a while. I get the process at the time to sign him, but boy, he just can't stay on the court. We know that. We knew that before, and we know that right now. Okay, let's move on to something I'll start doing every day now because apparently Russell Wilson is in the news every single freaking day. You're not going to believe this when I tell you this. This is today's Russell Wilson report. Sierra pops a pimple on Russell Wilson's face in Italy. Y folks, you can't, you can't make this up. This is literally the headline today. The headline in the New York Post, and I don't know why the New York Post is jumping on this, but you know, it caught my attention. I can say that. Sierra pops Russell Wilson's pimples on boat during Italian getaway. Can the season please get here? Can, can we start training camp so I don't have to come with the Russell Wilson report and talk about this? I mean, let me read some. It's so funny. The 36-year-old singer appeared to squeeze a pimple on Wilson's face during their vacation in Italy on Tuesday. So first of all, all right, the pimple thing's gross, but that's true love. The second thing is, here we go with the celebrity again. All of you that can't stand Russell Wilson being a celebrity, now he's jet-setting out in Italy. There isn't a picture of him there with his helmet on, so, you know, you, you, you better go after him pretty hard. 
The story goes on. Sierra showed off her fit physique in a neon green one-piece bathing suit. She looks good. I'm going to be honest with you. The Broncos quarterback, 33, bared his abs in a pair of red swim trunks. And he flaunted his new team's colors wearing an orange t-shirt and blue shorts. I mean, come on. How amazing is that? Russell Wilson representing Broncos colors in Italy. So they went to Wimbledon. They did the GQ thing. They went to France for the Formula One race. Now they're in Italy. They were in St. Bart's. I mean, he's given them all the ammunition. Russell Wilson just needs to go out there and perform, especially early in the season. So we don't have to hear this from people. I, I, I really don't want to hear it. But uh, I also didn't want to hear about Sierra popping his pimple. So I guess I'm screwed. Whatever. I'll have to deal with it. All right. That was number two on the front range four. Forgot the first one was the Nuggets. Number two was Russell Wilson's pimple. And uh, number three on the front range four, the Pac-12. You know, this thing is really, really getting interesting, as if it wasn't already. So, uh, BuffZone, BuffZone.com. Former Buff, Joel Klatt, thinks the Buffs are going to the Big 12, according to BuffZone, okay? So he tells BuffZone that. He goes, this is not a great situation to be in for some. I want to acknowledge that. Yet, at the same time, this was coming. Now, I'm going to talk with Mike Pritchard. Pritchard, a legend, a CU football legend, obviously, uh, a lot of people in Denver love him. He's with VEASAN. We'll talk to him about this, too. I can't wait for his thoughts. But, you know, this is what's going on right now. You know, a, a lot of people around the country think that the Buffs are moving to the Pac, uh, from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. And I'm right there with them. I, to I told you the second this story came down, I hope they went back to the Big 12 because I miss Kansas and Colorado. I know that the Buffs fans and the Jayhawks fans really don't think it was a big rivalry. But it goes back to the Big 8. And, and there was a rivalry there even in the 90s during football. I don't know if Kansas will ever be good at football again. Actually, for that matter, I don't know if Colorado's going to be good at football again, but if they are, those two schools, we had a nice little rivalry there. And in basketball, Tad Boyle, former Kansas player, Colorado and Kansas already playing each other in basketball. Pretty cool for the Buffs to have the opportunity to play in Allen Fieldhouse. And pretty cool for the massive amount of KU fans here to have a chance to go up to Boulder and watch the Jayhawks when they come here. You know, there's just no more rivalries with the Big 12 schools. And let's not forget all those years ago, people seem to forget this. Oh, the Big 12 is going to take from the Pac-12. The Pac-12 stole from the Big 12. And Colorado was one of those teams. Uh, the Pac-12 absolutely stole from the Big 12. And now it's the Big 12's chance to go back and do that. But there are no more rivalries with the Big 12 schools here with Colorado. They've been in, and how about the, how about the Buffaloes? A complete afterthought in the Pac-12. It's been a disaster with the exception of the money they've made. And really that's all that matters, right? The fans have been hurt by this. You know, the Nebraska thing, Nebraska left before Colorado did. Nebraska left the Big 12 before Colorado did. So you can blame Nebraska, but they, they already left. There was no way Colorado was going there. But what are you left with if you're Colorado? CSU? Nebraska, if you can get them to schedule a game? Seriously, there's not too much. Maybe they can get a games against Wyoming going. I'm not sure. But this has been an absolutely abysmal move to the Pac-12 for Colorado. And Colorado's athletics, really. Um, it's... <laughs> Like, let's, let's look at this. First of all, the win total for CU this year is three and a half. I mean, how awful is, is that? 
they are just they're in such a funk right now. I think I think CSU is going to have a better record. Okay, now the last time they won a conference championship was 2001 when it was the Big 12 with Gary Barnett. The last time they won a division in a conference, 2016. One time they did it. One time they did it. They won a division in the Pac-12. And it just continues to get worse and worse and worse and worse. So at least they had the bowl game in 2020. Since they have joined the Pac-12, they went to a bowl game in 2016. They went to a bowl game in 2020. And they lost both of them. 38 to 8 and 55 23. That has been one of the worst moves that there was because when they were in the Big 12, they were recruiting a lot better. They just had better players, and it's all gone to hell. So, again, I think if you went back in time, did you want Colorado to leave the Big 12? And then you look back in time, do you think it was a bad move? And again, you know, all the money that they've gotten has not helped them on the football field. And their basketball team has been mediocre. So let's go. Get back to the Big 12. Let's get that going. All right, last but not least, number four in the front range for the Rockies. Before I start telling you about the Rockies, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook invites you to add some variety to your baseball bets with new same-game parlays. Every game this baseball season, you can combine game bets and player props to create your perfect Bet Rivers combo. Whether you're looking to increase your payouts on favorites or make your own long shot, you can add a little extra spice to your game with same game parlays at Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and make your baseball same game parlays today. You've got to be 21 years old. You've got to be located in Colorado. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. Let's get into these Rockies now. Real quick, last night, they played the Dodgers well, and we won another under bet, under three and a half runs for the Rockies and we win it. They can't hit on the road at least. Uh, well, tonight might be a different story, but they lost two one Mookie Betts with a, a high chopper with the bases loaded and uh, they walked off. They beat Daniel Bard there. So a three game sweep for the Dodgers. I was shocked, you know, Jose Arana, one run, six and two thirds innings. This is one of the worst pitchers in baseball, 89 pitches, 53 strikes. I mean, I have recency bias because tonight I should be looking at the Rockies to go over, um, but I just, I don't, or under, I should say, but I, I, I just don't, even though they've got the best pitching matchup in the world. So we'll get to the Rockies, 12 and 24 on the road. They can't hit on the road. They stink. And they're now averaging under three runs per game on the road. But last time they faced Dallas Keuchel, the lefty who's on the mound, who I think is the worst starting pitcher in baseball, they rocked this dude. Seven runs, six earned, six hits, three walks, five innings. He's two and six. He's got an 8-2-7 ERA. And I thought Aranya might be the worst pitcher in baseball. After last night's start, it's definitely Dallas Keuchel now. And uh, there, there's not much argument there. He's Keuchel's just a disaster. He has no business being in the majors. The only reason he's here is because the Diamondbacks need a spot starter. Um, but it's like you've got the movable force, right? It's the immovable force or it's the, yeah, immovable object, the unstoppable force. So we've got a stoppable force and a movable object meeting each other tonight. It's the exact opposite of that. Uh, Keuchel's a ground ball pitcher, gives up a lot of hard contact. 
don't think that the Rockies are going to have it as easy as they did against Keuchel because they were up here in elevation. Now, the Rockies are actual favorites tonight. Can you believe this? When does that happen? The Rockies are road favorites. I mean, it also automatically just clicks in my mind. Maybe we should take the Diamondbacks at home. Rockies minus 114, Diamondbacks minus 104. Those are the lines on Bet Rivers. Total here is nine and a half. Oh, God. How do we go nine and a half? How do you go under nine and a half because of these pitchers? How do you go over nine and a half because of the Rockies' offense? Colorado. 35 and 47 on the road or overall 12 and 26 on the road. Again, how do you back that? Oh, it's tough. Austin Gomer is going to the mound for the Rockies. Four and seven, six, five, three ERA, four runs on six hits, no walks, five and two thirds innings. He got the win over the Diamondbacks over last weekend. Oh boy. There is a player prop that I kind of like, but I don't, I don't know if I'm going to hit it. Because, again, any bats on the road for the Rockies, it's tough. Brendan Rodgers versus left-handed pitchers, 998 OPS, four home runs, and 81 at-bats. If you wanted to go with a Brendan Rodgers total bases thing over one and a half, I think you'd be fine there. I can't do it, though. I just can't pull the trigger. This Rockies scared the hell out of me. Wow. So, ultimately, what is the bet here? It's going to be a pass. It's going to be a pass. I can't believe I'm saying that, too. Oh, God, I want him to go after Keuchel so bad. My, my mind could change as the afternoon goes on. Because, again, this is the worst pitcher in baseball, but it's also the, one of the worst offenses we've ever seen on the road. So, again, it's tough here, but it's going to be a pass. You, hey, let me give you some MLB picks, though. I'm going to give you some winners here. Elsewhere. Front range four is done, by the way. Uh, Yankees-Red Sox tonight. Let me talk to you about three games that I'm on right now. Yankees-Red Sox tonight. 75 degrees, wind's blowing out. Left field, Garrett Cole, Josh Winkowski. Now, the Yankees are 59-23, and 23, best record in baseball. And Boston's eight games over 500, but they're 14 games behind the Yankees. Uh, the good news for Boston, they've been okay at home. 24-19 there. Yankees 16-0 thrashing of the Pirates in Pittsburgh last night. So again, Cole and Winkowski. Cole... His expected ERA is in the 82nd percentile. It's pretty good. Chase rate, 87th percentile. Whiff rate, 91st percentile. Okay? The problem is, is that the Red Sox have gotten to him. We'll get into that in a second. Now, Winkowski's 3-2 with a 3-1-2 ERA, 26 innings, 19 Ks. All right, whatever. 1-3-9 whip, not great. Not the worst, but not great. His last four starts, though, have come against Cleveland, Detroit, Oakland, and the Cubs. Cleveland, meh. Detroit, awful offense. Oakland, awful offense. Beat the Cubs. You know, all right. Now, the Red Sox have gotten a Garrett Cole before, though. They are a much better offense at home, too. Since the start of 2021, they've gotten 15 runs off of Cole in the last 26 innings. That's over five starts. They get to him. It's, it's almost like G-Man Choi with the... With the Rays, it, just about every time he faces Cole, extra base hit. It's amazing. And it seems to always pay off. Uh, Fenway, unkind to Cole. One and three, 506 ERA. This will be uh, Winkowski's first start against an elite offense. And I really want to avoid the Yankees' bullpen here. I don't want to mess with it whatsoever. Because the Yankees have the best bullpen in baseball. One, one, two, whip. 
Araldis Chapman returned recently. And Boston's a middle of the pack bullpen. They've blown the second most saves this season with 18, though. So that's a massive advantage for New York. The problem is that I don't want to sit here and bet the Yankees on the money line at minus 167. And I don't want to back them on the run line either. I mean, a run line bet, what's the chances they beat the Red Sox by multiple runs? I mean, at plus 145, the Red Sox will look a little bit sexy to me because, again, they can get to Cole. Um, So here's what I'm going to do. I think Cole gives up his three runs in five or six innings. I think Winkowski is in for a treat and gets hit pretty hard. The official play, total runs, first five over four and a half. Minus 113 on Bet Rivers. First five over 14 and a half, minus 113 on Bet Rivers. Don't want to do the whole game. Again, the Yankees could, they could get to uh, Winkowski and that Red Sox bullpen. The Yankees bullpen is shut down. I don't want to mess with the full game. Give me the first five. Like I said, I think they get to Garrett Cole. Uh, the second game would be the Padres and the Giants. Giants snapped a six-game losing streak last night. Okay? That was nice. Um, the Padres were off yesterday. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. San Diego 4-2 and two against the Giants this season. So, um, we've got Logan Webb versus Joe Musgrove. Let me give you the lines on this game. Giants plus 120. Padres heavy favorites minus 139. Total here six and a half. Six and a half. Logan Webb versus Joe Musgrove. I think the starters kind of cancel each other out here, and it becomes a bullpen game, and San Diego has the edge there. Uh, we'll talk about Webb. 3.41x FIP last 30 days, 23% strikeout rate. Good stuff. Musgrove, 304x FIP, 27.7% strikeout rate. Terrific. And you've got the bullpens here. Giants bullpen is the ninth worst in baseball, according to WHIP at 1.43. They don't strike anybody out either. The offense is 24th in OPS since June 1st. I mean, they stink lately. The last 10 games, the Giants offense has averaged just 3.2 runs. Uh-huh. Last 10 games have been awful. They had been averaging 4.65 runs. Padres bullpen on lockdown. They're coming off an off day. This is where the Padres have a big advantage. Now, I got in on San Diego at minus 130. That juice is up to minus 139 now. So you can either shop around or if you have a higher threshold for juice, by all means, go ahead and hit that. I wouldn't blame you whatsoever. But for me, I already hit it at minus 130. So I am so down on the Giants right now. And then last but not least, my last pick. I've been watching a lot of Orioles. I, you know, I probably bet on the Orioles the second most team out of any other team over the last three or four years behind the Rockies. Angels-Orioles tonight. This will be an interesting one. 80 degrees, 80% humidity, warm, humid night again in the mid-Atlantic. Baltimore, second most profitable team at home on the money line. Hmm, think about that for a second. Orioles going to send Jordan Lyles to the mound. He's got at least six innings and three straight starts. I like his over 17 and a half outs recorded tonight. I think you can hit that. So, you know, he's got to get to, he's got to get through six innings. He's got to get through, get through six innings and you got it. Well, he's been going six innings. You can find that around minus 120. And against this Angels offense, I know there's Trout and I know there's Otani, but there's not a lot of the things going on there. 
Lyles is one and two with a 2.92 ERA and 15 home starts. He's been really good. The Angels are not good on the road. Five and 16 in the last 21. And the Halos are one and four on this road trip. They scored two runs or less in four of the five games. They finally got a win yesterday because Atani was on the mound. They can't win without Atani on the mound. Chance Selseth going to the hill for LA. He's the Angels' 16th best prospect. That is not a great farm system. That according to MLB Pipeline. And after a terrific debut, he gave up five homers in 20 innings, and he got demoted. He's just not major league ready. His ETA was 2024. He's up this year. So I'm going to take the Orioles at home minus 112. Give me a little Jordan Lyles over 17 and a half outs, and the Orioles at home minus 112. Still to come on the show, and next on the show, Colorado Buffs legend Mike Pritchard is going to join me. We're going to talk CU and the Big 12, maybe, and and we're not going to stop there. We're going to talk some NFL. We'll go around the horn, get his thoughts on the Broncos and some other teams. And then before the show is over, I do want to get into quarterbacks and who I believe is going to lead the league in passing yards in 2022. We'll do that next. Mike Pritchard next, and then we'll get to the passing yards right here on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Must be 21, must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Thanks so much to Mike Pritchard for stopping by here. Mike, of course, you can catch him on VEASAN all the time. Uh, had a nice NFL career, Atlanta, a little bit with the Broncos, some Seahawks. And then, of course, uh, went to see you. So welcome back to the program, Mike. Thanks for the time today. And how the heck you been? Oh, I've been great. Uh, great to be with you again. Uh, just got back from vacation, too. So uh, I have not taken a vacation probably since I retired from the National Football League. What? And uh, it was, I, I know, I know. I've been grinding, Holden. I've been grinding. But, uh, no, it was, you know, one of those planned things. Like when you, when you have a destination and you just need to get away, one of those things. Obviously, we have time off uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but to actually plan a vacation and then go through with it, I haven't done that in quite a while. So where'd you go? Feeling pretty good. Um, went to the Bay Area, San Jose. Got some family out there, and um, I got away to. I saw a Carlos Santana combination Ooh. with Earth, Wind, and Fire concert, uh, <laughs> and then also got up to some wine country up there in Sonoma, Napa. So it was nice. Well, that's awesome. Welcome back yeah, yeah. to the world because we're uh, getting you. closer to our favorite time of year. Football season's coming back very soon, Mike. But the big story out here, I mean, you're a CU legend. Let's face it, man. They love you out here. Yeah. <sighs> big 12, I want to see him there. Talk to me. What's your whole thoughts about Colorado and where they're going to end up? Well, it is fascinating, really. I'll hold it. I mean, the, the media rights uh, or the business of college football is driving this, the realignment. Um, in the end, I, I think it's going to be better for college football. We're going to get the matchups that we all want, uh, that we all, all want to see each and every week. Like, we don't want to see Alabama playing Furman, right? We, we don't want to see that. You know, we, we, we just are not interested in that. We, we want to see 
uh, the top teams play week in and week out. And I think with these super conferences forming, uh, we got a better chance of doing that. And, and then also the expansion of the playoffs, I believe, after uh, the 2026 season, when you when you move on from the college football playoff system that we currently have and perhaps look for an expansion, uh, an NFL style uh, playoff uh, scenario in college football, that would be outstanding. So uh, if you're Colorado, uh, if you're Rick George, the athletic director, uh, Phil DeStefano, the chancellor, I mean, uh, you got to get a president in place, obviously, but we, we have to move forward. We, we have to compete. Uh, and But more importantly, uh, Holden, we have to present uh, to everybody, boosters, supporters, that we want to compete, right? Uh, when we do that, uh, I think uh, better days are ahead for CU football. Well, I think you bring up a great point, though, because now we're not going to have as many Furman versus Alabama games, which really aren't that interesting. But right. we're, we're getting into super conferences, so we'll have probably, what, two with 20, maybe three with 20. And I'm just looking here, and, and I think one of the things that all this realignment has done is killed rivalries. Now, Nebraska was the one that left first, right? So it wasn't on CU there. Although yeah. the Pac-12 tried to completely take over the Big 12, and it's interesting, a dozen years later, the opposite is happening. But right, right. like, what at this point, what's CU doing for rivals? Like going back to the Big 12, would it help? I, I guess they could beg to get into the Big 10, play Nebraska again. But rivalry-wise, Colorado, since they came to the Pac-12, has just been done. Yeah, I mean, how do you create a rivalry, though? You know, I, I think – I don't know. Yeah, rivalries are, are created for, for a lot of reasons. Um, going back to when Coach Mack was hired at CU, the neighboring state was Nebraska. Uh, and in fact, if you go back in, into the ingredients of the rivalry, Nebraska was taking all the top athletes from Colorado, and they were going to Nebraska. Uh, and Coach Mack wanted to stop that. Uh, so that's, that's the essence of the rivalry. Say, wait, 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 wait. We got to put a fence around Colorado first and uh, keep all of our best athletes there. Uh, which which Coach Mack was able to do, and then bring in everybody else who wanted to be a part of it. So like myself from Las Vegas, or Eric Bieniemy from California, or Alfred Williams uh, from Texas, and you know uh, Michael Westbrook from Detroit. You know, I mean, you bring in Cordell Stewart from Louisiana. I mean, you bring all all these great players. But what we gravitated towards was the fact that the pride was there with the program from within the state. I mean, from corner to corner in the state. Denver was off the charts supportive of us up there in Boulder. Uh, so we got to bring that back. Uh, and, and I think from a rivalry standpoint, uh, you know, could it be Southern California? Not really, because we're not competing on that level for recruits right there. I, I think what we need to do is surround our state again, Colorado, put a fence around it. Do not let the Christian McCaffreys of the world leave and go to Stanford. You can't do that, right? And and so if we can keep all the great athletes in, in the state of Colorado, like the Philip Lindsay's and, uh, and, and people like that, that's going to bolster support for the program even more. And, and then I think naturally rivalries will be created uh, as you move forward. You think ultimately they're back in the Big 12 or does the Pac-12 survive? <laughs> Just a thought. Uh, I yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, if you try to expand – uh, if you're the Pac-12, it, it's not attractive from a media rights standpoint. I, I think you're going to have to uh, combine your conference with what's remaining of it and uh, with the ACC or the Big 12. Uh, what you brought up, the irony of it all, is that the Pac-12 tried to take Texas and all these other schools years ago uh, from the Big 12. But uh, media rights is driving it. Uh, we all know that Notre Dame is a big, uh, attractive school out there right now, and 
they have to deal with the NBC. But there's two major broadcasting networks out there, CBS and NBC, that are not on the level of, play, of the playing field of ESPN uh, and obviously Fox. But I, I think, uh, and from what I feel, uh, it, it sounds like and it feels like those two broadcasting networks want to get involved heavily in college football. Yep. Mike Pritchard. So the reason why I got you on, I was like, gosh, I got to get Pritch back on. I heard you talking about uh, Baker Mayfield and the trade. And that to me is fascinating because I'm going to tell you the one thing I did not hear a lot as far as analysis. I did not hear the fact that there are quite a few teammates that have spoken out against Baker Mayfield. You talked about this yesterday, right? And being in a locker room before, you know, I wonder what kind of challenges he's going to have given Robbie Anderson already didn't want the guy here. What kind of challenges is Baker Mayfield going to have, first of all, in that locker room and then trying to win in Carolina? Well, I think he's going to have the most difficult challenges. Um, if you think about it, Holden, Sam Darnold has gone through a year with this team. Uh, he's made a lot of mistakes. Uh, but the fact that he's gone through that and, and perhaps came through it uh, with his teammates there's a respect level in the locker room. I mean, they all worked out together. They all worked together in the off season and they uh, went through OTAs together. They went through mandatory mini camp and they're about to go to training camp thinking that, okay, Sam Darnold's our guy. We got a rally behind him. We're seeing improvement. We're feeling pretty good right now. Now all of a sudden the Carolina Panthers, they just disrupted that. Right. Uh, and, and from a executive level, you're not in the locker room. You're upstairs and you're crunching numbers and you're looking at names and you're playing fantasy football, perhaps, or your owner might want to go in a different direction, but you're not in the locker room. You don't know what the fellas are thinking. And uh, I think there's a disconnect right there because you bring in Baker Mayfield, a guy who lost the locker room in Cleveland, who drafted him, uh, went through already coaching changes because primarily because of him. Uh, uh, and now you're going to bring him into this locker room with this dynamic already in place with Sam Donald. I, I just think it's going to be disruptive. Uh, I, I think those are going to be huge challenges for Baker. He's going to have to humble himself. And at what moment or what time have we seen Baker Mayfield be humbled? All right. Even, even in the face of adversity with Cleveland, he's not humbled and he was, he was speaking up. And, and so if that's your character, that to me, that's going to just be hard to change uh in in carolina now and i I think he's gonna rub people the wrong way in the beginning so mike uh last thing before i get into some of your futures picks that are up at visa right now uh the broncos i I can't think of a bigger off-season story than russell wilson i mean literally on new york post today there's a story sierra pops russell wilson's pimples in italy like, this is where we are with this guy. No, Peyton Manning was a celebrity. I feel yeah. this guy getting out of Seattle is going to take him to the next level. What are you feeling here? Because we're in Denver feeling this. I, is Russell Wilson the biggest offseason story in the NFL on the field, or am I missing something here? Because he yeah. changed the franchise. Yeah, he is the biggest story. You know, the, the biggest story, I think, before the trade was, okay, is Aaron Rodgers going to be traded to Denver, right? Uh, think about how big that would have been. But, mm-hmm. no, you get uh, a Hall of Fame quarterback traded to the Denver Broncos, and, and we all know the Denver Broncos, uh, one of their high-profile franchises in the National Football League. Uh, Peyton Manning had something to do with that, obviously, but, you know, it created with John Elway and, and what that became uh, with Elway. Um, 
But now you bring in another legendary quarterback, a quarterback that was not drafted by the Broncos. I mean, there's so many parallels here. Peyton was a free agent. Elway was traded. Russell was traded to the Broncos. And so, yeah, he's got a rock star personality persona. Um, I call the game when he's actually quarterback in Wisconsin. and uh, mm. He had the rock star persona up there in Wisconsin, Madison. So uh, it, it's just natural to him, though, or for him. You know, he was able to create that in Seattle, uh, one of my former teams. So uh, I think everybody's excited about the Broncos. They've got an incredible roster. Uh, and now you have a walking culture like Russell Wilson that can get all those young guys to, to raise their level of play. And that's what everybody wants to see uh, if you're supporting the Broncos right now. Okay, Mike. Um, you've got the Bills win the Super Bowl, Patriots win total, Colts win total. We'll get into that in just a second. Today I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually hosting Rush Hour, so okay. today's topic is going to be the worst record in the league. Okay? <laughs> now, the, the Falcons and the Texans, they are 3-1, to 4-1. to one. I'm not going to do that on the futures. Yeah. So let me throw yeah. some teams at you. The Texans. Okay. The, mm-hmm. the Texans, uh, the, the odds are too high. So the Jaguars, yeah. the Bears, the Jets, the, the Giants, out of those four teams, Jaguars, Jets, Bears, Giants, which mm-hmm. of those four teams do you think could be the worst one in the league? Wow. You know, anytime you mention the Texans, I mean, my goodness, right? But I'm going to go with the Bears because I think yeah, the Bears yeah, me too. Are, are, they're just stripping it down, aren't they, Holden? I mean – the front office, you bring in Pace, and, and, you know, he's a younger guy. And I think when you're a younger GM like, like Pace is, he's going to want to do what he did in Kansas City or kind of duplicate what they did in Kansas City. And so there's rumblings that they're going to trade Quinn. And, I mean, they got rid of Khalil Mack and yep. uh, Akeem Hicks. I'm bringing those guys back in. So you have this young quarterback uh, that you're going to start to have the youth movement. Because at some point, uh, Fields is going to become the leader of that franchise. He's going to become the alpha, but you don't have that culture right now. And uh, I think you have a defensive minded coach, head coach, uh, and certainly you're going to have to tinker a little bit and kind of find out what you need in that locker room. So they're stripping it down. And even though Fields is talented, uh, I I just don't think he's surrounded with the right pieces right now. I, I think it could be an ugly year for Chicago. I'm worried about him, to be perfectly honest. Not because of him, because of the organization. You know, I I said this in Cleveland when they took Baker Mayfield. And after the second year, I thought he was going to be a transcendent talent. I said, you got to be a transcendent talent to be a successful quarterback in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. He had that winning year in year two, and then after that, it went to hell. He's not a transcendent talent. I think the same thing's going to happen with Justin Fields. They just constantly ruin quarterbacks there. They can't get the position right. There's always turnover, always change. And that's what I'm concerned about with him too. And that's why I took the Bears there. I think you hit it spot on. But my biggest concern is that they're not going to be able to develop Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he is going to last long enough to develop him, to be honest with you. Uh, we'll see how, that, how long that works out as a head coach there. But, uh, yeah, he needs, he needs uh, the kid gloves on for a while. And, um, I, you know, you need patience, too. And, and I don't know. Chicago's trying to get a new stadium. There's so many other factors that are not in the favor of a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back to reasons why Peyton Manning or Eli Manning, or excuse me, Eli Manning, mostly Eli, mm-hmm. did not want to go to San Diego or go back to John Elway, who didn't want to go to the Baltimore Colts who became the Ravens, you know, and, or Cleveland, excuse me, it was Cleveland. Was it Cleveland? It was, it was a Colts. It was Colts with uh, Elway. Yeah, that's right. It was a Colts with Elway and they moved to Indy from Baltimore. And so, you know, when, when you're thinking about 
the history of the game and, and people with leverage and they understand the business or certain dynamics that's not going to allow them to be successful. If you can identify that and get away from it, it benefits your career, right? Uh, so, I, you know, Justin Fields for him being drafted prior to all these changes, he had no idea what was about to happen. Uh, you're just happy to be in the National Football League. So as an organization, it's upon you to support that type of talent. And right now, you, you don't see that, right? Uh, and that's why I think it's going to be a horrible year up there for, for <laughs> Chicago. And in particular, too, Justin Fields. I, he's talented enough, though, yeah. to kind of survive it. But I hope he doesn't get injured significant fashion along the way. And, you know, he has that, that career that everybody expects him to have. Yeah, join the club. All right, so I'm looking at your futures here. Talk about one of these. Right. Bills Super Bowl, Patriots over eight and a half, Colts over nine and a half. Out of those three bets, which one do you want to talk about? Tell me why you're taking this future. Wow. Um, all of them. I can talk about all of them. I, mean, I love Buffalo. Go for I love it. the roster. More importantly, I love Josh Allen. I, I saw him at the Senior Bowl in 2018, ironically, the Baker Mayfield draft. And um, Baker Mayfield had the hype around him and, and that pizzazz. And so uh, the only thing that came out of the Senior Bowl about Josh Allen was negative. Like he's inaccurate as a passer. Correct. But he has something that Baker does not have. He has something that Sam Darnold does not have. And he has drive. And he doesn't have entitlement. Uh, and I think that has made Josh Allen become one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. So you got Von Miller there. They drafted very, very well. Very, very well. That roster, uh, I think, is complete one through 53. It's one of the better rosters in the National Football League. So they can survive in injuries. Uh, just putting it together. So I like that future. Um, I, I do like the Belichick one, too, or the Patriots one, because I, I think it's full Belichick this year, right? Uh, last year, kid gloves on Mac, Dave, Mac Jones, and, and they still went to the playoffs. Now, you lose Josh Allen. What scares me is Matt Patricia calling the plays, but it is Bill Belichick. I think he knows what he's doing, uh, even though uh, on the outside, we, it seems like, okay, Matt Patricia calling plays, what's going on there? <laughs> but you know, I do like uh, that future as well. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty good about that. Even the Colts, you know, you you look at the roster, and I mean Carson Wentz, his numbers weren't dazzling, but they were solid. Uh, but yet there was something missing, right? I think Matt Ryan, who's a Super Bowl quarterback, started in the Super Bowl. His backup, Nick Foles, started yeah. in the Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl. In the history of the game, I can't name a franchise that's had that situation in their quarterback room. And then the running game, the offensive line, the best offensive line of football. I think if it comes together the right way, they're going to surprise a lot of people this year too. Love it. Wonderful stuff. Mike Pritchard, when can we catch you on VEASAN? What's going on? What's the schedule Thursday, Friday? Yeah, you know, it's betting across America, although mm -hmm. I'm not going to be on the next couple of days. I'm going to be on Lombardi line on the Ooh. weekend. Uh, with Dave Ross, uh, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific, so 10 uh, to 12 uh, Eastern, right? So I Good luck doing Eastern. mountain, man. I know, I know, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, uh, did I get that right? Seven to nine? Yeah, yeah if you're yeah, seven to nine, 12. then that would be 10 to, t 10 to 12. Right, that now, would be Rocky. Eight to ten here. Yeah. Eight to ten there. There you go. But now I'm each confused, and every day, Mike. Yeah, just, I know. See, I got you. He's on each the Lombardi line. Just check the schedule, and I'm sure you'll find him. He's great. Right. Mike, thank you so much thank for the so time. Much. It's always good catching up with you.
You too, Holden. My pleasure. All right, I'm going to run down the uh, odds for the who's going to lead the league in passing next year. Next on the Denver City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers is offering new customers a deposit match up to $250 when you sign up today. In addition to their welcome bonus, Bet Rivers has daily and ongoing promotions that can provide extra value. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com to sign up. Must be 21. Must be located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Thanks so much to Mike Pritchard for hopping on the show. Let's wrap this thing up with uh, some futures that I got for you. The passing yards leader in the NFL. I think it's a pretty cool little futures that we have here. A little futures bet on Bet Rivers. And, and, and I really broke it down yesterday. Looked a really deep dive. And the favorite this year is going to be Justin Herbert. He's sitting here at 7-1, plus 700, Justin Herbert to lead the league in passing. Mahomes is 8-1, Brady's plus 850, Derek Carr, Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, plus 900. And after that, you know, Russell Wilson, plus 1,800. You go down and down and down and down. Kirk Cousins, 20-1. Okay, here's the deal. When you're looking at this prop of the past 13 leaders, 11 have had preseason odds between 200, plus 200 and plus 1,000. So again, you want that sweet spot there. And you don't want to bet a plus 200 at the beginning of the season. So, you know, Herbert's 700. We'll go to that 700 to 900 range. Okay? Uh, QBs also need to stay on the field and throw for volume and efficiency. Let's get into Herbert. 9,350 passing yards first two seasons in the NFL. Over 5,000 last year. 5,014. He's first in passing yards in a quarterback's first two seasons in the NFL. Only Tom Brady had more pass attempts than Herbert last year. And uh, Herbert had what 47 fewer attempts and he was down just 300 yards so they were basically on the right path and the same path i think the big concern here is that the chargers have some a better defense new pass rusher in in khalil mack they brought in some more help um so the chargers might not have to play from behind as much but i mean brandon staley has to know this is the dude so i am going to uh to make a bet on this I'm going to take the chalk here. Now, I will take multiple bets on futures, okay? And, and, and player props, you know, first touchdown type of thing. You want to make sure you give yourself a chance to pay off, right? So if I'm investing, let's say, a unit and a half on three players, you know, and let's just say the unit is $100. So you're investing $300. If Herbert wins, you're making $400. And if the next guy wins, you're making $600. And if you don't, then you lost your investment. It happens. Uh, Derek Carr, as much as I'm not a fan of this guy, career-high 4,804 passing yards last season, fifth most in the league. Now he's getting Devontae Adams. He has Darren Waller. He has Hunter Renfro. And I think at this point, the best look here is over 4,300 and a half yards. But I will also take a shot at him at 9-1 to plus 900 to win the passing title. Also, Las Vegas, 23rd against the pass last year. I don't think they're going to be much better. I think that they are the worst team in the division, and I think that um, he's going to have to pass a lot. He's going to have to pass a lot. Uh, I do have some fades here. Before we do that, I've got one more, one more guy that I put a, a wager on. Plus 900 as well, Joe Burrow. Oh, regression, regression. There's no way he's going to have the type of season he did last year. I think he throws more yards this year. 
He was the leader in yards per attempt at 8.87. He's got the best wide receiver crew in the NFL, according to me. And that's fine. His efficiency could drop, and he's still going to be right around the top yards per attempt. So Joe Burrow has everything working for him. They beefed up the offensive line. He's another year away from surgery. He's another year in the system, and he's got the great weapons. He's got the great weapons. Yeah, plus 900. So the plays here, Herbert plus 700, 7 to 1, Carr 9 to 1, Burrow 9 to 1. Here are my three fades because Jameis Winston of the Saints, believe it or not, he's got the most tickets and the most handle, the most money coming in on him for this prop to lead the league in passing. He's coming off. Actually, he has the highest career yards per completion average, 12.6 among all active quarterbacks. And I just don't give a damn. Uh, I have never been on Jameis Winston. I will probably never be on Jameis Winston. If he makes me look bad, so be it. I get it. Michael Thomas is coming back. They brought in Jarvis Landry. Kamara's gone for a while. At 20 to 1, you can have him, though. Uh, That's a long shot. That's fine. Uh, I'd rather have Kirk Cousins at 20 to 1 than Jameis Winston at 20 to 1. At least Cousins has a new offense, an offense that'll look to pass. Justin Jefferson, give me a break on Jameis Winston. Uh, Some other fades, Tom Brady, no Godwin. That was his security blanket. He still racks up the stats though, doesn't he? I can see Brady winning it if Gronk returns, but I'm not laying a futures bet on him right now. I don't know about Gronk. Gronk comes back, the odds go down. And so I'm probably not going to be on Tom Brady at all. The other one is Patrick Mahomes. He lost Tyreek Hill. I'm hesitant. I'm not going to bother. Thanks to our producer, Stephen Young. Thank you to Mike Pritchard for hopping on and talking some football with us. That was awesome. Catch me today on the Mothership, 4 to 5 Mountain Time on VEASAN. I'll be hosting Rush Hour. Got a lot to get to there. I'll give you more baseball picks. And today I'm going to break down the uh, best and worst records in the league, the teams that could have the best record in the league and the worst record in the league. That'll be fun, those futures. We'll discuss them tomorrow as well. Thanks again, Stephen Young. Appreciate it. To all of my listeners out there, follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. And also, don't forget to give me a little thumbs up and a nice review. Five stars and a nice review would just bring you such great mojo. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for checking out the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers.